Welcome to Nerd Sports. Today we're going to talk about rugby, right? Hey, you, you donate blood. You go there, definitely. You know, rugby, rugby players. Like, no, you, you see, you thought I was going to stop you cold. Rugby well, you players, usually do, dude. Rugby players, those are some fucking hard knuckle guys, man. They I, are. I, I I love watching uh uh the blacks. Yeah, the, uh, the New Zealand New blacks. Zealand all blacks. Yeah, the all blacks. Yeah, not blacks. All blacks. I mean, I get that you like to go to those types of websites, but come on, man, seriously. Well, I don't like him going. No, no, shut up, go away. Okay. All right. <laughs> anyway. like, oh shit! Wait a minute! I opened no, up that door. No, we need to stop. We need to stop. Back it up there. Right in your face. <laughs> um, yeah. So. Uh, uh, yeah. What happened in the news? Oh, new power rankings came out for uh, baseball. Um, really. Yeah, for I mean, everybody was performing Palacio and the Los Angeles Dodgers, and they were like, "Oh, they're the best team in baseball." Well, that's just basically because they were coming back as the reigning world champions from the, uh, the the forgotten, though we would like to forget, season of twenty twenty. Okay. The the pandemic season, but uh, anyway. yeah, no, that was another thing that I uh, found out this week is uh, because of the pandemic and everything like that. Everybody mm-hmm. had like uh, shorter innings, and that was because of the pandemic. But they're right. trying to put everything back to nine innings again. Well, no, it, it's not that they were shortening the games; just the fact that the, instead of the hundred sixty two games, there was only like eighty. So, you know, it was a shortened season. The games were still being played at length, but it's just the fact that. With the shortened schedules, game you, know, you didn't see a lot of the traditional, like uh, interleague games. You didn't see a lot of the, uh, you know, the, the the coast hopping from East Coast to West Coast and back and forth, and you know, vice versa. I don't know. Um, it was a lot of divisional games, and you know, a lot of games being played in those particular regions. So. Uh, you know, we, we didn't see a lot of the matchups that we would have normally seen. Like last year, you know, where you talk about Seattle's, uh, you know, the Mariners are traditionally one of the more traveled ball clubs in the country or in the major leagues because they're just, they're kind of out there on their own in an island up there in the Pacific Northwest. Yeah. They, they, they book the most mileage every year. Okay. But, um, but uh, from what, yeah. I, I just I just pulled it up and everything. I, I don't think, I don't know if you're going to be happy about that. The number one spot. Yeah, oh, I know, because I've already got it pulled up. So, you know, um, yeah, so, uh, you know, everybody's just kind of like, they were they were sucking, suckling at the teeth of the Dodgers, like, oh, they're the best team in baseball. It's like, you know, mm-hmm. have you seen the way that the Dodgers have been playing lately? No. Uh, but the, the new number one team on the power rankings is my Boston Red Sox. Fuck yeah, so... Um, even not though a they lost voter. to the ring, even not, though they uh, lost the yeah, so they dropped ring. three out of four. Okay, so you know, blind pigs got to find a truffle every once in a while. Squirrels got to find a nut. Yeah. Sunshine's on a dog's ass. And Dodgers aren't even in the pop, uh, top five. They're only no, in the top um, seven. And, and not a single voter, uh, sports writers or whatever. Uh, none of this. There wasn't a single voter across the board that went rogue. So, I mean, it was like a unanimous number one hate. They're the best team in baseball right now. Okay. Um, they're the first team to get to twenty wins. Uh, that, that happened the other day uh, in Baltimore. Um, I mean, Baltimore being Baltimore, Baltimore. It, the problem with the Orioles is the fact that they had these core players. And they started trading them away to try to rebuild their system, rebuild their farm system. So they get back to where they seem like they're right there on the cusp of becoming competitive again. But then all of a sudden, they blow it up and they start over. So, you know, and I don't know what's going on in Baltimore. Baltimore used to have a really great club. Um, you know, you, you had a lot of, I mean, a lot of people that are in the Hall of Fame, like Eddie Murray, Cal Ripken Jr. I mean, they, they all played 
in Baltimore. Baltimore, I mean, they've got like one World Series championship that I remember. It was like back in the '80s. But I mean, they 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 were just they were con- they were competitive enough and consistent enough to where they'd just be a pain in the ass for the perennial powerhouse teams. Um, but that's not so much the case anymore. Now they they came out you know out of the gates and they swept Boston at home, you know, or at Fenway to open up the season. So I mean, they they were in first place for like a week, and then they started going all Baltimore Orioles. So they they started playing their brand of baseball again, and and you really started seeing some of the more uh, glaring deficiencies on the defensive side of the of the game. Uh, like uh, their their center fielder Mount uh, Mountcastle, he's watching this guy field a fly ball is an adventure. Because it's almost like he loses track of the ball two to three times between the time it comes off the bat to the time that it actually hits near his glove or in his glove. It's it's kind of funny. It's it's laughable, but um, it, it, you know if you're a fan of parody in baseball, um, 19 teams have records of 500 or better this year so far to this point in the season, which which is it's uh, you know it's that's exciting. I mean, it, it, I think it's good for the game. Uh, you know, you're not going to have these runaway teams like the Dodgers or the Yankees, which. The Yankees, they had the worst record in baseball for the longest time. Now that distinction dubiously belongs to Detroit. Um, but, uh, you know, it, it's it's a 162-game season for a reason, so we're going to see those those ebbs, those flow, you know, those... Yeah, it's going to be like a... Yeah, it's, 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 it's going to be it's gonna be a pendulum. It's going to swing back and forth. But I, I think that the longer that the season goes, the the more that you're going to see that parity that, that, that we get to kind of live in during the first part of the season, that's going to weed itself out and it's, it's going to wane back. And you're going to really start to see those teams that have built good foundations to start the season with, starting back in the winter meetings in December, all the way through spring training and up into this part of the season. Once we get to the all-star break and we get to the trade deadline, you're going to start seeing those teams that are really in it to, you know, that, that they're, I mean, they're, they're all in on trying to not only get to the playoffs, but to win the World Series. You're going to really start to see those teams with those general managers start to uh, start to acquire that elite status t- uh, label, you know, because they're going to make those trades that are not necessarily going to be popular for their initial fan bases. Like for me, uh, 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 Kane Bloom, the the general manager for Boston, he traded away Andrew Benatendi to the Royals for Franchi Cordero. I mean, this guy just up until the last couple of games. Looked completely confused, lost at the plate, had no business being in the outfield, let alone right field at Fenway Park. Because, I mean, that's that's one of the more trickier right fields to play in all the major leagues. I mean, yeah, it's got the pesky pole right there where the, where the stands jut out into fair territory. Okay. But, yeah, he just looked just completely lost at the plate. And everybody's like, well, why don't we just DFA, DFA this guy, which is designate for assignments. Basically, we're releasing him. Um, I'm glad you cleared that up because I was I was right. You're just gonna kind of go with it and yeah. kind of hope that you were gonna pick it up in translation. Yeah, exactly. Because that there's a lot of terminology in sports, and I'm I'm learning a lot by even just doing the show, and that's what I really like about this. Uh, there really haven't been that much news other than the ranking. Well, uh, the the big big noisemaker this uh, this past week was the the Angels. They they DFA'd Albert Pujols. Okay. I mean, this guy spent. The first part of his career playing, you know, Hall of Fame caliber baseball for the Cardinals in St. Louis. He won a couple of World Series with the Cardinals. 
And then, you know, it comes time for free agency. And he was one of these guys that, that went for one of those, like, 300-something million dollar 10-year contracts. Um, Anaheim picked him up, and they gave him that contract to come play first base and uh, play, you know, designated hitter in the American League. Um, and he's got, like, four months left in his contract or something like that. It's like a year or four months or something. There was, like, some change left on that 10-year contract, and they decided to release him. Yeah. And they, the, the, the Angels are still going to owe him, I think, like $32 million. Yeah. But they, for whatever reason, they just felt kind of like, okay, well, this is the time that we, we really think that it's, you know, they looked at the numbers and, 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 and sense at it, uh, of it, and they were like, well, we can let him go, and we'll actually, yeah, we'll take a hit, but we'll come out better on the cash end of it. And it frees up some kind of like, you know, it, it frees up payroll for, that, for them, actually, to to do that so they can go out. And I think that the Angels are really trying to uh, get ready for, you know, the free agency to open up. And, and they're, they're, they're looking to, to free up some cash capital so that way they can use that as a bartering chip at the trade deadline. But it, it, with the exception of, I think it was like 2003 or 2005, I think it was 2005. Anyways, when the Angels won the World Series last. Um you know, it, it, uh, <laughs> you know, the, the, one of the biggest complaints about the Anaheim Angels is that they've got Mike Trout, arguably one of the best players in all of Major League Baseball. The, the, the biggest overall consensus across the fan base of all the teams, across, you know, all across all of baseball, is that Mike Trout is wasting his career playing in Anaheim because he's never, ever going to get to a World Series with Anaheim. And, I mean, he's a great ball player. He puts up these stellar, like, these astronomical numbers, slugging percentages, on-base percentages, uh, just his, his batting average alone, um, home run numbers being put up. I mean, we live in the, in, the, in the age of the launch angle where, I mean, this guy is just launching, I mean, his exit velocities on, on a lot of these hits. I mean, not even just the home runs, but just, like, his singles, doubles, and triples. The exit velocity of the ball coming off the bat easily clears 106 miles an hour. Damn. So, I mean, this dude's putting a charge into it. So, I mean, he's, I mean, he hits everything on the screws almost. I mean, even when he hits something off the end of the bat, it just kind of seems like, at least in, for this part of the season, because I think he's still batting above 400, um, that, you know, it just kind of just finds a place to land out there in the outfield or just squirts through like a, like a seeing eye single. You know, I mean, the guy's constantly getting on base. But, um, you so know. he's a valuable player because of he that. is, and and, 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 he, and he's got one of those huge gargantuan contracts, and it's like okay, people want this guy on their team, but they don't want to have to pay that fucking payroll because if they pay that payroll, that means their ticket prices are going to go up because that's got that money's got to come from somewhere. Yeah, you know, and and it's like okay, so well if the Anaheim Angels are going to put Mike Trout on the trading block, yeah, they're going to want cash considerations. Obviously, they're going to want some. They're going to want the new team to pick up the rest of his contract so they can free up their payroll. But what else are they going to ask for in return? What kind of prospects? What kind of I don't know what, why, what, what, I don't, kind of, what kind of major league ready players are they? I don't know why for? they don't do the smart thing is if they have a uh, valuable player right there, instead of giving you know a lump sum and everything, give them give them like a percent of the ticket sales. No, see, because at that point you're you're relying on the size of the market. <laughs> And even though Anaheim, they're still considered the Los Angeles Angels. This Los Angeles Angels of Anaheim is what their long name is. It's like if, if you're not into the whole brevity thing. Mm-hmm. 
But um, even though they share the same market <clears throat> as the Dodgers, the, the Angels are considered a smaller market, or they're like a mid-market team. Okay. Um, the, the Rangers, for example, they're a small market team. So if you're going to entice this player to come and play for their team, play for your team, and you're going to offer them a percentage of the ticket sales, unless you're playing in a large market area, that's not really an incentivizing tool. So, I mean, like, so if the Rangers were to come up to Mike Trout and say, hey, we look, we know that we're in the same division as you, and, yeah, you're in a mid-market area. You're right next to the Dodgers and whatever, but come play in Texas, you know, because, I mean, what we lack for in market size, we're going to give you an atmosphere and leadership, you know, leadership roles and stuff. That's not really, I mean, unless you're just playing just to play the game, yeah, fine, come play for Texas, whatever. Go play in Tampa, or you can go play in that shithole known as the Trop. Yeah. You know, but... You know, or, 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 but you look at teams like Toronto, uh, the Blue Jays. Right now, they can't even play in their home, their, you know, at, at the Rogers Center up in Toronto because Canada still shut down because they're afraid of the all, almighty COVID. Yeah, it's getting okay. We'll yeah, make this, so, I'll make this as quick as possible. Yeah. It's getting to the point to where uh, people are like uh, doing it when uh, what happened in New York when this first came out is. It's like we we need to know where you're at and everything like that, and it's yeah. like okay. Uh, but off of baseball, the brackets for the NBA came out too uh, for the East Conference. Seventy mm-hmm. Sixers uh, uh, is the top of the liners. Uh, the Knicks, the Bucks, the well, the Nets, the Bucks, the Knicks, uh, the Hawks, the Heat, Celtics, Hornets, Wizards, and Packers, Pacers, Pacers. Oh. Dyslexia yeah, I was say hit. The Packers, yeah. <laughs> My dyslexia hits really hardcore sometimes. Well, well there's a will, there's an A, so just remember, focus on your phone. Yeah. Let's go. And uh, I don't have the West Coast. Let me let me look. You know, I saw something kind of unique. Oh yeah, so I would be remiss. Okay, so my girlfriend was here over the weekend, mm-hmm. and uh, me and I, I told you she she you've met her. She she's big into basketball. Like that's her thing. Like yeah, she's about basketball like I am for about you know for baseball. So we're out. You know, just kind of, we're out on Friday night, and you know, so we're just kind of running around and just being adults, right? So we go to Academy because she want she wanted to look for uh, some some like uh, some new sandals or slides or whatever, right? Okay. And uh, she she wanted to uh, get an outfit to go, you know, to wear so that because we, we had like this small little American Legion function the next morning kind of a thing, so she didn't want to like ruin a bunch of clothes. Anyway, so we went to Academy, and and so she's like, well, you know, because I told her I'm an Aggie fan, Texas A&M, right? So I, mm-hmm. I, I, I followed, follow the A&M, and I, I follow Army. So it's like those those are my two collegiate schools, right? So that, that everybody else, I don't care. And that's and that's only because, well, you know, like grew up an Aggies fan, but I've got a dog in the hunt as far as West Point is concerned. But you know, there you go. Yeah. But anyway, so. I, I own zero basketball jerseys. In fact, uh, yeah, I saw the basketball jerseys you wore today. I was like, yeah. So I, 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 I bought it. I should go. I was like, I you know, I said, oh, you know, if you're gonna drink the Kool Aid, I'm gonna drink the Kool Aid too. So I went. I, I bought a, I bought a, I bought a Luca jersey. You want to know the fun fact? Fine, lay it on me. Interrupt, fun, me, please. Fun, go ahead. Fun fact: He didn't really have Kool Aid. Jim Jones. It was like the off brand. It just said like red or or purple or right. He, or he, he makes he, up flavor aid. That's what. I it mean, is. he couldn't even give them the actual Kool Aid. Kool Aid. Well, that's sad. I mean, but you I mean, mean you're gonna, the end result does it really matter? Yes. 
you know, I want the high. If, if I'm going to, if because I'm going to, you, you get know, sent to the afterlife and you're yeah. asking, how did you, you know, I, what is your take on how things, you know, someone got uh, uh, great value brand freaking uh, Kool-Aid. Oh no, don't, that, e- don't even hang Walmart it, on that. Don't, yeah. don't hang that on Walmart. Well, we I mean, have to, that's the only one everybody, ex- uh, that's everybody the generic, knows. That's the generic shit that you get from the food kitchen. I didn't even, yeah. For, from the Basically it just says red or purple right. or blue. But getting back, back to, to my, to, but yeah, so yeah, getting yeah, back on right. track. So I, I, I bought this, and I'm okay. like, you know what? I said, just to, just, just to show you, because she's like, oh, you're broadening your horizons. Like, oh, she was so proud of me. So I was like, okay, just, just you know, kind of maybe a little percentage of it is out of spite, but the rest of it is kind of like, you know, hey, I'm just, you know, I, I am trying to show that, hey, you know, because if you look at all of our episodes for the sports show, I've got baseball stuff on. Yeah. Every episode, I got to. Except gotta, for me, me, I got to get, I gotta more, you get got to get more variety your, of. Yeah, uh, of, yeah uh, we, we need to get you something besides that Ace Ventura print, but uh, yeah. So you know, uh, look, I, I promised you I was gonna wear it, and, and I, I'm wearing it here. So, but uh, I saw an interesting little factoid um, as far as the NBA was concerned uh, the other day uh, that if. Uh, Russell uh, Russell Westbrook, he, he plays for uh, the Wizards, okay. Washington Wizards. If he he's one triple double away from the all time record, and if he were to average zero points and zero rebounds a game between now and the end of the season, his his season average would still give him a triple double. How's that possible? Because the dude just crashes boards, he scores a lot of points, and he he he's really on the he, he he's on the top tier of assists in the league. Oh wow! I mean, if you I mean we want to talk about you know because you're going to see those like athletes that that will go there into entire career without winning at all, right? Yeah. Um, uh, who was it? It was like we we thought Peyton Manning was going to be that way. We thought John Elway was going to be that way. Um, Tony Gwynn with the Padres. Uh, one of the arguably one of the best hitters to ever play the game, uh, win his entire career. He made it to the World Series with the San Diego Padres, but they ended up getting you know losing to the Yankees. Um, but I mean, uh, like Mark Martin, if we're talking about racing. Mark Martin, arguably one of the best racers to ever strap into a race car. I mean, he had that work ethic, you know, work ethic. He he knew how to how to drive those cars. Never won a championship. Came close, but never won a championship. Yeah, there's some players that they can play their entire yeah, career. They, they go there, and get, yeah. But they're they're top tier. Yeah, I mean they're they've got that elite that that elite label attached to them, and you know their their trading cards or whatever their memorabilia is. It's going to be you know it's very very valuable, very highly sought after. But they never win at all. I mean they never have the chance to lift that trophy, and I think Westbrook, unless he gets out of Washington. He's going to be one of those guys because uh, mm-hmm. he for because for a while there he 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 was drafted if I remember right he was drafted by the the Oklahoma City Thunder played for them forever and then um, he he left I forget where he went after that but he was only there for like a short time and then he went to Washington um, but you know because now in the NBA you start to see these super teams starting to pop back up you know it's like Brooklyn with the Nets they're trying to do that uh, I mean they've, they've got um, They've got uh, Kevin Garnett, or not Kevin, Kevin Garnett, uh, Kevin Durant, um, uh, guy with the beard. I can't remember his damn name off the top of my head. Um, but I mean, the, you start to see these super teams. Like you know, initially we saw them with Miami, and then all of a sudden, okay, now LA is doing the same thing. And it's like you see LeBron James popping up all over the place. 
Don't get me started on LeBron James because we, we, we've James. cut that. We, we've cut that stuff. Cause no, 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 no. I'm not. This is a different tangent. I mean, oh. he, he went down with a high ankle sprain, right? Uh-huh. And now he has a press conference stating that he's like, I may never be 100 percent again ever in my career because of this injury. It's like you were never 100 percent. You know, I mean, the only thing that's 100 percent sure about LeBron James is, is his receding he, hairline and his ego. Yeah, and his ego. But like, we got the West Coast, uh, Western. Conference playoff bracket too. We got number uh, uh, Utah Jazz, uh, Golden State Warriors, Phoenix Suns, Los Angeles Lakers, uh, Los Angeles Clippers, uh, Portland Trailblazers, Denver Nuggets, and Dallas Mavericks. So they're still in the playoffs. All right. So you were saying with the Mavericks, but uh, now they they released the the new power rankings for the NBA as well. So uh, yeah, uh, Mavericks are fifth place. Uh, yeah, let me see here. Let me get these pulled up here. I think it's the Utah Jazz are number yeah one. number see number one number, number two. one is the Sixers, uh, the Suns, the Suns. I mean, like really, you haven't heard anything about the Suns all season long. I mean, the Suns is I mean they they are your stereotypical like microchasm of. The underdog. The, the, yeah, the David versus Goliath of everything. You know, it's like, here they are. It's like, uh, the last time you heard I mean, anything well, relevant about the Suns was when Steve Nash was playing for him. Yeah. And that was way, way back in the day. You know, that was like the days of Jordan. <laughs> you know, like, yeah. You know, you had, that, you had that super team, so to speak. I mean, you just had a very well-constructed team in Chicago, and they were going through, and just, and it, just it just seemed to be that the Phoenix Suns was just constantly like that, that annoying, you know, Born in the side of the of the Bulls, it's not that like they were beating them on a constant basis. Like, oh, I can we can't figure this team out? It just made it just it just seemed like comparatively speaking over those short bursts, you know, it's like the Suns could keep up with their with the fast break game uh, of the Bulls, you know. But yeah. you know, but but yeah. So uh, then the, uh, the the Jazz, the Jazz are sneaky. I mean, the the Jazz have been sneaky this season. They they do they they play that small ball, but then they 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 bust out and they surprise you with a with a, with a, you know, with a, like a run of like sixteen two or something like that, uh, as far as like scoring and stuff like that on a, you know on a nightly basis, and the, you just kind of look at them and like, how how are you guys? No, how do you do that? You know, it's like, are you just catching everybody on a on, a, on an off night? Because you know you, you look at the way that their team is constructed, and it's just kind of like, the new play-in format really kind of provides the the top six teams in each conference uh, five or six days off before game one. Of the first round, so it's like you get those three extra days versus a normal season where you get like like if the regular season ended on a Wednesday, it'd be important for a few of those teams in the Jazz, you know. So I mean, they could be at the top of that list, right? So, but um, <clears throat> you know, it's like you get those few extra days, and it really kind of provides them with the, that extra needed rest, so that way they can get up and they can get ready to go toe to toe, so to speak, you know, travel baseline to baseline with these you know, with these teams that that have consistently maybe like outplayed them but you know because they've got fresher legs and you know that they've been you know had more time to get out there on the practice court and and work out their 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 plays you know you're going to start seeing you know that underdog kind of come to you know come to toe and well while they may not get through you know the teams that end up do beating the jazz they're going to know that they were in a dog fight and it's going to it's going to wear them out for the next round it's it's going to be an interesting uh you know, an interesting playoff season, so to or postseason to kind of watch. You know, as far as the NBA is concerned, then you got the Bucks. The Bucks, you hear about the Bucks every year. They get there, and then they're almost like uh, 
they're almost like the Denver Broncos used to be in the playoffs. Mm-hmm. You know, it's like, or, or the Bills. They would get there, and they'd be right there on the edge, and it's like, they just they just show up for the playoffs and they're you know they're they they've become the, the practice targets for the rest of the NBA, you know you get in there, uh, kind of like uh, like the Ravens used to be, okay. And I only say that because we've got a friend of my, friend of mine sitting off camera. You're off camera. Don't worry about it. Um, you know the Ravens. You know when they when they when they first moved to Baltimore from Indianapolis when they used to be the Colts, and then, you know, they, they became the Ravens, whatever, and it's like, okay. They they had all these players from, from like, uh, you know, because they would get that, that, that draft with the new organization. They'd get to, like, pick players or whatever, right? So they, they built this pretty decent little team, and then they'd get to the playoffs, or they, they would get right there on the edge of making the playoffs, and it was just at that point, they all of a sudden, now we're going to just play the role of the spoiler until they had a chance to build up, you know, build their their – uh, their scouting team and, you know, build, you know, not, I don't want to say farm organization because it's not like baseball because with football there's there's no B league. That's what college is for. Yeah. So, I mean, once, once they're, 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 uh, they're scouting and drafting, uh, you know, teams finally got their shit together and they started drafting these good players, you know, and, 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 and really started making moves, constructive, smart moves in the free agency and trade, de- trade deadlines. Then they started going out and becoming those those perennial divisional winners, those perennial pow, you know, playoff contenders. And 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 Baltimore's got they've got what, one or two Super Bowls. Mm-hmm. Yeah, so it's like they're they're scary enough to where you know that they're going to be able to compete with those elite level teams. Mm-hmm. But like with the Bucks. They're going to need a few more pieces. It's not one of those. Well, we're just right there. We just need one more piece. And it's like, no, you're not going to be like Tampa, you know, Tampa Bay, you know, signing Tom Brady to a free agency contract, and then have him come in and com- completely change the culture. Milwaukee is going to be probably about another two or three years away from being scary. Yeah, it was like watching the metamorphosis of the of the Houston Astros. You know, it's like when they first came back over to the American or came over to the American League. They 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 were just like they were who you went to go to to chalk up wins in the win column, right? Yeah, I mean they were there. They were a stat padding team. It's like everybody went to Houston or Houston came to your ballpark and you just beat the crap out of them. But then when they got their new ownership. The ownership said, look, we're going to change the culture of Houston Astros baseball. We're going to go in here and we're going to draft responsibly in the MLB draft. We're going to build our farm system. We're going to do these homegrown prospects. And we're not going to trade the farm away for now. We're going to, we're going to build for the future. And you started to see it start to happen. And, and it was right about um, 2014, 2015. I started telling everybody, I'm like, you know, like you watch Houston because next, you know, Houston's good right there. I mean, they're like right there on the edge, and then, boom! All of a sudden, they win that World Series. Yes, I know there's an asterisk involved, you know, involved with their, you know, the, with their World Series, you know, championship. Yes, the, the buzzers and the sleeves and the players got it. How they, how they, how they pretty much uh, stole that. They thing. stole the World Series. Yeah, exactly. You know, 
you know, you're going to hear those fans from the Because you're Astros. never going to know, because of all that stuff, you're going to never know how good the players actually are. Right, and, 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 and see, the thing of it was is that if you watch, like, like Jose Altuve, when they were mm. at home during that season, okay, his home batting average was off the charts crazy good. I mean, we're talking like he was hitting like 397 at home. Now, after all of that stuff about the cheating came out, and you looked at his home batting average the next season, it went down to like 275, 280. Didn't they all do that? They all did, yeah. yeah. And, and, and that's when you started hearing some of that chatter. It's like, well, it's a lot harder to, to, to guess a pitch than to know a pitch. Yeah. So, you know, it's like you, you get – and do I think that the, the management, the, 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 the coaching staff of the Astros needed to be suspended for a year – Yes. Do I think that somebody needed to be banned for life from baseball? Absolutely. But do I think that the team, the players themselves, do I think that they deserve to be granted the immunity that they got from the head office of baseball? Absolutely not. Because they were, while the, while the coaching staff knew that it was going on and they didn't do anything to stop it, the players were the ones that were running the system. Yeah. Okay. They were the ones that were actively participating in the seat stealing, you know, the sign stealing Stealing signs has always been a part of the game. Yeah, but the problem is, is that once you start incorporating technology into it, that, then, then there, there's that fine line. That's when you start crossing into that territory of, of unfair advantage. So you want to get better at the game of baseball. You do it through self-discipline. You do it through practice. And you, you do it through a mechanical approach. Yeah, because you have a lot of players that end up like they're top tier, and it's only because they pretty much put in the work. It, it's like uh, uh, back in the '80s with the whole uh, 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 wow, uh, damn it. Talking about the steroids era. Yeah, yeah, yeah. To a degree, yeah. But with the steroids uh, era players, you still needed to have that skill set, and you still needed to be able to square up on a fastball and hit it out. Yeah. Now, the only thing that the steroids did was just increase the uh, uh, frequency that those balls cleared the fence and increased the velocity that those pitchers were throwing those fastballs Or the, uh, the, the cork bats. Yeah, like Sammy Sosa with the cork bat, exactly. Now, um, do I think that players like Roger Clemens, uh, Barry Bonds, uh, Ruben Sierra, the guys that, that heavily were involved in, in including A-Rod, kind of spearheaded that whole performance-hanching and drug era of baseball, do I think that they deserve to be in the Hall of Fame? No, I don't. Because, you know, we're sitting here, consp- you know, I mean, we're talking about guys who actively cheated at the game. Yeah. They used drugs to play and to gain, to, to gain that unfair advantage. And then we're going to sit here and we're going to go back on that standard and say, okay, well, you guys, we're going to make it hard for you to get enshrined. You know, it, it almost became lucrative for guys to use steroids because they would get caught, and then they would serve their suspension, and then they would come back, and they would get signed to a deal that just, like, okay, well, based on these numbers, we're going to pay you this much. Well, these numbers were kind of slanted because of the steroid use. Yeah, it's the same, it's the same thing. But then they're the... going to get these guys that come in there and they got buzzers hiding under, under their sleeves or they're listening for trash cans getting banged around in the dugouts to know what kind of a pitch is coming. And they're going to do that all the way through the playoffs and then steal a World Series out of it. Yeah. You know, 
So it, they get a pass? Why? Because your coaches decided that they were going to throw themselves into the bus and fall on their swords like E2 Brutes, and, you know, they're going to fall into yeah, the it's like the whole style. No, I, I think that the players needed to, you know, they needed to be held accountable by the front office. Now, because the front office refused to do it, now I know you're going to get a lot of purists that are going to argue with my, my point of view on this, but the game polices itself, just like with football, you know, in basketball, uh, you know, any other sport. Can, you know, competitive professional sports, whether it be racing or whatever, it doesn't matter. If the if the governing body refuses to do anything or does a insufficient job of disciplining either an entity or a player for their transgressions against the, the, the integrity of the sport, the game polices that matter up itself. Now, through baseball, we're talking about beating guys, you know, you know, when they're up at bat or, you know, and, and, and fan bases just booing the shit out of them. Yeah. Psychological. I, never in my like life that. have I ever thought that I would find myself congratulating a fan base that belongs to anything New York. But the, the, the Yankee fan base over the, over the weekend, mm-hmm. really, they showed up in force because this, the, 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 the Astros went to go play in New York for the first time since 2019. Okay. Okay. Um, I mean, we got Yankees fans that are buying custom Astros jerseys with the name Cheater and then the number 17 on the back. You know, I mean, the amount of boos and the amount of obscenities being yelled at and being hurled at the players. Basically just all, all kinds of hate. Oh, yeah. I mean, it was just pure unadulterated. And the rest of baseball and the rest of baseball's fan base just kind of sat back and, and, and a lot of times, including myself, begrudgingly said, well played, Yankees, well played. Yeah. You know, but, and, and uh, you know, so, but with, you know, like, you, you were going to get, you're going to get a lot of disparaging uh Stats. You're going to see these guys that have these off these walls thing, and I think the lot because of the amount of cheating that's been occurring on the professional level, you're going to get those random people that come up. They've got those generational skills like Mike Trout, like Mookie Betts, uh, or like Tom Brady or Lamar Jackson with his. I mean, his ability to run out of the pocket and stay viable. It's kind of it's 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 a freakish thing, right? So you're. You're going to look at these guys and you're going to be like, they're, they're doing something that's not right. I mean, they have to be cheating because nobody should be that good. And, and, and I think that that's a direct byproduct of the fact that we've got these documented cases of people cheating. Now, I know that my friend who is sitting in the room, who is a diehard Yang- or Ravens fan, is going to sit there and bitch at me because I'm a Brady guy. And he's going to be like, well, Brady cheated. Well, yeah, but like the Flategate, where they were yeah. talking about his numbers in the second half after they reinflated the balls got better. So it's like, eh, really? And, you know, eh. and I mean, it, the fact that he got caught cheating and then got better after the fact, it's like if you're going to get caught, you know, it's like, what is it? It's uh, if you're, gonna, if, it, if, if you're not cheating, you're not trying. And if yeah. you get caught, you're not trying hard enough. So it's like you're when, when you get caught cheating, you're going to have all of these, like, microscopes put on you. Yeah. So it's like either you get more more sneaky, you become like ninja legendary ninja you know level style you know cheaty, or you're just going to have to rely on your skill and hard work. So it's like you get a lot of these different players that that they 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 fall into the ladder. Well, it's like uh, uh, 
someone telling me about uh, their time when they're doing their uh, uh, special force training and everything like that. They're mm -hmm. going through the uh, uh, the qualifications and everything. Right. And he was, f it was like super rain and everything like that, and he was he was so frozen. He was frozen uh, solid and everything like that. And he just sees one of the instructors just like breezing in the wind. He nothing phased him. This cold weather didn't phase him. The rain didn't phase him. And uh, he finally caught up with him later in his career. He's like, man, you remember that one day that uh, it was like pouring down rain and we were freezing and everything like that, and you had a campfire all set up for us, whoever wanted to quit right there, go over there. He's like, yeah, dude, I was in a 3M's uh, uh, wetsuit. I was, I was, I was, uh, I was so no, no, freaking... This was, the, this was the instructor that was wearing the wetsuit? Yeah, yeah the okay. instructor was wearing the wetsuit and everything like that. He was, like, warm and everything. And he was like, I, I, I'm surprised none of y'all, like, died of pneumonia or hyperthermia or something like that. I was like, oh, okay. So you knew... It, it's one of those situations, if you knew, know what's coming sometimes, and if you can uh, hide it to show everybody that you're tough and everything. Because I've... Yeah, I've had I've had people like straight out punch me in the face, and they go to the next person and they punch him and they knock out. It's like, man, you're able to take that punch from that guy. How are you? Uh, you you're one tough ass would be. And I'm just holding my short uh, cheek. It's like, yeah, 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 yeah. And then on the, the inside, you're crying. <laughs> you know, no, uh, but, there's a way to do it. You roll your face. Yeah. You you roll into the punch and everything. But there's that saying. There's that that phrase that it's sometimes it's better to be lucky than to be good. So you know. Yeah. And, and and one of Murphy's laws of, of you know it's a static law of combat is that the, you know the professionals are predictable, but the world is full of amateurs. Yeah. But if he sucker punched me, I would have been out cold. Yeah. So I mean, you knew it was coming. You knew how to prepare for it. Yeah. Or at least to, to the point where you could mentally deal with the pain. And the shock from it, but well, I, I had to deal with the pain, but uh, the but for oh, that was another thing. Uh, let me look that up because it happened in boxing, and it was horrid, uh, and it happened in Dallas. Oh yeah, speaking of boxing, okay, so Jake Paul, I cannot stand this guy, the YouTuber, right? This guy is a complete tool. He's 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 he's. I mean, to me, I think it's kind of a low hanging fruit kind of a thing where he's kind of he's trying to pick a fight with Floyd Mayweather. Now I, I'm not a, I'm not a They're Mayweather fighting. fan. I know, I, but I'm not a Mayweather fan at all. Let me get that straight. Because Mayweather, he's more of a technical points boxer. He likes to dance around the ring. He'll get in there, jab you a couple of times, score some points, and then he'll get out. Right? Because as far as like going back and forth, toe to toe, I don't think he's ever had a fight over his 41 different over his 41 straight victories. He's ever stood in the stood in the ring and went toe to toe with somebody. It's always been about in and out, dancing, jabbing, getting in and out. Right? That's how he. So he defeated Manny Pacquiao. And uh, say what you want about Conor McGregor, but I think Conor McGregor went in there too hard, too fast. If he had tried to do the dance number with, with Mayweather as well, he, he probably would have had a better decision you know, than he did. But Jake Paul, I mean, this guy comes in, he's like, what, 3-0? and And he thinks that he's hot shit. He's God's gift to the boxing world. And he's going to go in there and he's going to be like, got your hat. And he's going to take the hat right off of Mayweather's head and then run. Oh, you know, again, I'm not a Mayweather fan at all, but I want Mayweather to whoop this kid's ass. Yeah. I mean, I really want him to just like knock him. Not, I don't want a TKO. I don't want a decision. I, I mean, I want him straight knocked the fuck out. I mean, I want to see this dude 
passed out on the mat, having 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 one of the doctors come in with the smelling salts, or wake his ass up, and he re, he's like, where the hell am I? You know, like he forgets who he Basically, is. Basically, you want him in a coma for like two weeks. No, not a two week coma. I mean, I, I not nothing permanent. As far as physically, ego-wise, I want this dude brought down to earth, you know, and it's like, yeah. but just by getting that fight signed with Mayweather, even if he, you know, even when he loses, it's not a matter of if he loses, it's a matter of when he loses that fight, whether it's two rounds, three rounds, five rounds, whatever, he's going to get paid. Yeah. So, I mean, that's it. I mean, he's going to walk away making at least $5 million off Because they fight. make, they usually make the, the take off of uh, the pay-per-view. Yeah, I mean, he's going to get the pay-per-view take, he's going to get whatever the contract from the sales are. Because, I mean, at this point, they're going to let people come and sit ringside and everything like yeah. that. So, but I, 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 I don't want Jake Paul to just lose. I want him to lose in a way that we talk about and sing about in folk song for generations. You know, for the, you know I, I want to hear, you know, when I'm, when I'm an old man rocking on the chair on the front porch, I want to hear ESPN do a 30 for 30 about the, uh, you know, about the, the tragic ballad of Jake Paul. Uh, yeah, I want to see that. You know, I mean, I know that that's smoke very a epic. cigar, have a little bit of whiskey. And like, mm, I remember that day. I remember that fucker. You know, it's like, <laughs> yeah. You, know, you, just, you sit back and you just kind of swirl that brandy around. But no, <laughs> uh, I couldn't find anything on it, and, it, and I and I kicked myself for not uh, saving it. Mm-hmm. Uh, it was a uh, fight down. In a, I don't know if it was this weekend or uh, whatnot, but the dude got punched so hard, part of his cheek. Literally came off. Oof. Yeah, I saw. I saw the. Uh, I'd still kick myself. I forget what it was. If, if anybody can comment uh, on where where it looked that up and at and what happened and everything like that, or if it's actually real, because I just saw like a quick image. I was like, oh, I gotta talk about that, and then I forgot to save it. But uh, we're cut for time on that one. Yeah, so we're we're gonna wrap this up. But uh, yeah, definitely. Uh, you know. I'm going to stress this every week. Uh, get involved with the show. Leave comments. Uh, drop us an email, whatever. Go go to our Facebook page, Angry Me Productions. I still got to get. Like. I still got to get that uh, one guy that did something about the uh, uh, synchronized swimming a shirt. Who was that? Do you know? Because we'll have to go back. We'll yeah, have to. And if it. you're watching this, definitely hey, say hey, look, that was me. But then we'll go back and verify. Yeah, we'll get we'll, we'll get you a t-shirt. Yeah, yeah. You know, honor system is not a thing here. We're going to go back and verify. Yeah. Uh, but definitely hit the subscribe button. Give that bell a smash for notifications. Get involved with the comments. Uh, look it up as a fa- uh, Facebook. Yeah, Facebook and yeah, then, um, on Spotify as well. So uh, let's let's get this thing up and going. Give us a share us out and you know get get your friends and family turned on to the show and uh, yeah because we're we're doing this for fun and half the time it's it's kind of funny and the other <laughs> half of the time it's it's Dave I can't believe that stuff. I already uh, logged it, uh, the time stamp oh, yeah, on I'm that. Not gonna, I'm not going to lie, dude. I, there are days where I wake up and I'm just kind of like, man, I really don't want to do this today. But then I'm like, you know what? No. Dave's going to say some messed up stuff. Like, <laughs> I'm doing it for the gram or something like that, you know. But, yeah, but definitely give us a like, give us a share, give us a follow, do all yeah. that. And um, we'll, we'll talk to you guys next week.